You're listening to Things That Make You Go Woo. I'm your host, Emily, also known as Emily and Her Stars. I am a professional medium and astrologist. And when I'm not busy helping my clients, I have a passion for learning about the woo. From history to current events, interviews, and monthly energy reports, I hope this podcast makes you go woo too. Well, welcome back to another Cosmic Energy Report. I'm Andrea McCallum from Concrete and Crystals and Spirit Crown. And I'm Emily from Emily and Her Stars and Things That Make You Go Woo. We are talking to you today about Sagittarius season, but I have to say this Scorpio season, I'm done. I'm over it. I'm literally in a onesie sitting here right now as we talk. And something that I watched, Emily... I think I told you about. I watched from scratch. Oh, I wanted to talk to you about this. I unfortunately was ahead of the trend and I watched Wait. it like the day it came out. And Wait. I have never horrifically sobbed that much one day in my entire life. And then Wait. when I saw on TikTok and everything, everyone talking about it, I was like, why didn't I see this before I watched it? But I have to say, like for Scorpio season, that was so cathartic. Like I had all the emotion. And so I just want to check in with you and see if that's how you've been feeling too. I haven't finished from scratch because the last time I was watching it, I got scratchy. Mm-hmm. It was starting to affect my mood. I was like, seriously, can they catch a break? Spoiler alert, sorry, but oh my God. I needed more escapism this Scorpio season into traditional classics. The feel goods that I know, line for line, inside, outside. I have watched When Harry Met Sally. I've watched City Slickers. I have watched Runaway Bride. Um, pretty much anything with 90s rom-com hit. Yeah, I've watched them all. Um, Scorpio season has, I have to say, I went in so optimistic. I was like, I know... We're going to be challenged. I know we're going to have to go deep. I know this eclipse is going to bring stuff up. And I still feel like I have road rash and bumps and bruises and kind of like I got run over. And I had a massage yesterday and I also feel like I got run over. It's just, it's just, yeah, it's a long one. As long, I'm not sad to see Scorpio season go. Sorry. I am not either. And I like Scorpio season. Like I'm all about the shadow work. But this year it was like, it was like, normally I feel that it is more of like a mindset and like there are emotions, but it's a lot more like working through things and like journaling. This time I was like, I physically have cried and like, you know, been physically feeling the things and been like, I think unable to escape it. Like, I think you're right with that escapism because I definitely watched a lot of comedy to offset especially after watching from scratch i was like why did i do this and after it was just like a regular romantic movie right because like yeah. it's a description like it's adorable it starts out in italy there's food there's romance so yeah i was very wrong so i watched also a lot of like classics after too because i think like in my own life everything was more tangible this time it wasn't as inward as usual it was being reflected outward a lot more than any other scorpio season where i was having actual real life things to deal with and like voices to make 
relationship things. Like I had a lot going on versus usually when it's like looking at myself and like I could torture myself alone and it's fine. But like when it's like I have to make a choice that like affects my life and like makes me have to actually change my day-to-day structure. I'm also feeling like a train wreck. I feel like I'm so exhausted. And that was seven years of my life since life started. Exactly. I felt exhausted. And then there, a day would come and I was like, okay, I got this. I think I'm going to be okay. And then I, everyone else I would talk to would be like, oh my God, I'm so tired. I haven't crawled out from under the blankets yet. And then sure enough, like two days later, the wave would hit me again. And so I think we were all simultaneously going through these waves like a day or two apart. And so it felt like all of us consistently were dealing with something. Yes. And I would agree, definitely much more outward, more tangible. And maybe that's the Taurus influence from the eclipses that it was, you know, Taurus is those tangible things. It's the things we need to have in our lives to survive. And I think a lot of that was tested for us from the housing market and politics and how are our lives ruled? How are our relationships holding up? Everything, everything, everything. Yeah. I think that's such a good point. I didn't even, when I was reflecting on the season, I wasn't really thinking about the Taurus end of the eclipse, which 100% makes sense now. At least we won't have to do that again for a while. We got about 18, 20 years till we have to do that eclipse cycle again. So how are you feeling about Sagittarius season? Normally, I'm a lot more optimistic, but like you said, I was actually kind of optimistic about Scorpio season. So the fact that that went so sideways, I'm trying not to get too excited. It's like I'm preparing for the worst, even though I don't think it's going to be terrible. I just don't feel as optimistic as I usually do. Although I have to say, we had the first snowfall here that actually stayed, and I loved it. I loved it. Feeds my soul. And I actually got so much work done. I was productive. I got up early. I made coffee at like 7 a.m. That's something that started making me think maybe there could be some positive energy. What about you? Agree. Partially because I feel like we still have four more days of Scorpio season to survive. (laughs) And I always think that the transition from a water sign to a fire sign for some reason, feels more difficult. Now, maybe that is because I'm an earth girl and I think water is generally harder for us to process in some ways. But we move from this emotional space of really processing our emotions and even getting to the point where we have worked through things so that we can see the positive and move on, right? But it's not tangible. And all of a sudden we're thrust into this fire energy, which is passionate. And so there, to me, they feel so at opposite ends in some way, but I know that in order to feel that passion, we've had to have moved through those emotions. We've had to come out of a place and say, this is what I'm willing to fight for so that that passion can be ignited. But I think the bruising we've all endured from Scorpio season has left us feeling, I know for you and I, we talked about this, a little like, I don't even know what I want. Am I any good at anything? Who cares what I'm doing? (laughs) I can put a podcast up and does anyone really listen? Who knows? Like it's made me question everything about my purpose, my business, everything. And so I think that's partly why I'm not excited for Sagittarius because it's this 
passionate energy that wants you to spark excitement and get moving on things. And I'm like, yeah, no, my excitement is to wear a onesie and curl up with a cup of hot chocolate. I'm all for that. A hundred percent. And you know what image I got when you were talking about going brown water to fire was when, you know, you have like a hot fried frying pan with oil and then you put it, you put something in that has water and it starts splattering everywhere. (laughs) Exactly. I completely agree. We come out of Pluto season where we are willing to look into the depths of the things we don't understand. It was originally right, the ushering in death and what happens after death and questioning all of that in the underworld. And Sagittarius comes along and it really says, okay, if you're going to survive death or even life, then there has to be a purpose behind it. There has to be something greater to live for. And so it's the sign of the arrow, right? When you look at the zodiac iconography and the centaur. And between the two of them, it's really this idea of being willing to go after something because it feels good and because you're interested in seeking more knowledge, seeking more information. There's an excitement there for more, 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 which is part of fire energy, right? Aries starts out in fire with, I am, I simply exist. I have a right to be here simply because I exist. And Leo comes along and says, I have the courage to go after something fun. I want my life to be fun and have a purpose. And Sagittarius is the start of the last four signs in the Zodiac, which are much more outwardly based. It's where we're working on combining our purpose with our community, our greater purpose. What are we going to be remembered for? And so Sagittarius goes back and forth between seeking this knowledge, seeking this idea of purpose and why am I here and what else is out there, right? We talk a lot about travel and education, but it's also the sign of religion because sometimes what can happen in Sagittarius is you can discover the things that feel really good and then stick with them. Sagittarius hates boredom more than anything. And so it gets this bad reputation of being sort of flighty or or not sticking with anything. But it's truly because it's like, I can't eat the same meal again. I simply can't. Whereas some of the other signs are like, no, I'm good with grilled cheese and soup every day. Not speaking from experience. Sagittarius is like, no, I need more. I need more. So there's a constant seeking energy. And what I think is fascinating about Sagittarius and the holidays in particular is because we suddenly feel this call to connect to friends, to reconnect with people all over that we haven't talked to necessarily. We pull these strings back into our lives. Like, what have you been up to? What have you learned? What have you experienced in the past year? So that we can take that information, assimilate it in some way and be like, oh my gosh, I want to try that too. Or, ooh, that really is terrible. Glad I didn't have to go through that. All of those things that go on. But we also have an excitement. Suddenly we're excited to get together and plan the new year and give gifts to one another. That's a big aspect. Jupiter is a ruler of Sagittarius and it talks a lot about wanting us to have what we want. It's sort of the Santa Claus of the Zodiac in a way because it wants you to have what you want. But at the same time, just like a little kid at the holidays, you might have asked for this amazing playset, and then it comes and you're like, oh, it's not what I thought it was going to be. And so that's the dichotomy a little bit, I think, between Sagittarius and Gemini. Being excited to 
spread the message and learn and be out and about, but at the same time being a little disappointed or frustrated when it doesn't live up to expectations. That really resonates because I had to cut find something to get rooted in again because Scorpio was just knocking me off of my entire being. And I actually started thinking about how I could come back to Earth, like as we both know as Earth signs. It's like, how can I feel rooted in this chaotic energy? And so two things I started doing were looking at like where I needed stronger boundaries with myself because I was starting to just float off into a puddle. But then I also was like, okay, what do I enjoy doing as a practice? And so I started pulling cards again. And I hadn't been doing that for a long time. And for a while, I was doing it daily for years. And I just stopped for a while. I think, again, Scorpio energy, I just went like, I don't want to do anything. I was just, I was useless. But what started coming up was a lot of the cards have been around why and like, why are you doing what you're doing? And like, imagine what you could have and a lot of these things. And it's been challenging because I seem to keep coming back to the same few things. Part of my kind of experience is that being very Capricorn, very like, masculine energy also being a five in human design like a five one so people see things that i can do and because i can do them i'm like sure i'll do all the things and then i come back to the same point where i'm tired and exhausted and i'm like i still haven't done any of the things i wanted to do so that's what i've been doing for the last few months so it's as wise that you're such a fabulous teacher because you have this way of finding the energy behind the sign that like maybe we don't know just from the buzzwords that we hear. And I think that's kind of the energy that's been sneaking in for the last while is like, what do I want to do? Where do I see myself after this? And because I'm Capricorn and Capricorn's after Sagittarius, for me, Sagittarius is kind of like a preparation energy usually. So it's this perfect way of explaining how now everything I'm starting to question is so that when I get into Capricorn season and I want to start organizing, going and like moving forward, I know why I'm doing it. So I appreciate you shedding light on that because now that you mentioned it, those are the scenes that have been like trickling into my readings over the last couple of weeks. It's like, why? So it's those kinds of things that have been coming around. And like I started volunteering today. I was thinking about it. I'm like, of course it would happen. Like on this like border of Sagittarius, like thinking about where I fit in and being like, I'll try it out. And giving back to your community. And I really think it's interesting this time of year how Sagittarius, Capricorn, Aquarius and Pisces are all so outward focused. It's less about self and much more about what's the greater good, what's the greater purpose and coming out of sort of this middle part of the year where we're walking the line between what we want to do, but what we're being called to do and family and responsibilities and elections and all of the things that pull us in a million different directions. And now it's like, okay, we can let some of that go and focus completely on careers and on society and on purpose and all of these outward things. Well, should we talk about our movies? Yeah. I think we should. And it's interesting because Emily and I are doing an episode on holiday movies to come out soon. So, of course, my brain couldn't really separate from that. So I'm going to share mine first. And uh, spoiler alert, they're kind of on the holiday theme. <laughs> Not that we'll run out of holiday movies to talk about, but never. I think the first one that came to mind, which is not shocking to anyone, is Serendipity. You know, like, I know why that's coming up, but 
just the fact that they each, being separate, still have this belief that it's possible that there's a reason all of these things are bringing them to each other. I think that's like the little shred of optimism that I started to feel for a little bit. It does feel magical when you see all the pieces coming together. It just, it has the good feels of Sagittarius energy. So that's my number one. My number two is Mona Lisa Smile, which is not a holiday movie. Shocking. Shocking. That one kind of has the teacher energy that you were talking about, that like higher purpose where she's placed in this society where women just go to school until they meet a partner and get married and go and do whatever. She's trying to say like, no, you can do whatever you want to do. Like, what difference do you want to make in this earth? Like, this is her purpose is to let these women actually see themselves as like full human beings and inspire them. And of course, then the institution does not love that she is putting these ideas into these young women. And that energy really was resonating with me. And it's funny because I haven't watched it since I originally watched it. So I couldn't tell you like much of the storyline, but that impression that the movie made on me and there's a comfort to it where you know that there's like a positive message in it. And I think that has a Sagittarius energy at least. Oh, a very very holiday maybe miracle on 34th street it has that element of like justice to it as well that like higher learning sort of like principled energy that i feel sometimes around sagittarius this is where that like religion and that polarity that you were talking about i think is like really well demonstrated in that where there's this childlike optimism that just pulls in the public where they're all built around this and then there's still these stubborn people that are like nope it can't be true. You're not the real Santa. There's no way. X, Y, Z. This is why. And that's where I think the holidays here it comes in for me. The collective comes together to protect these like optimistic principles and to make sure that it's a magical time. And like spirituality in general, I think can be looked at in that way where there's some people that have a very traditional religious perspective. And then there's people that are more open that are just like, I just believe because I trust. And it's like that trust is the foundation in the fact that he even pulls out the dollar bill and is like right on here it says in god we trust and so like that i think is just for me like the peak holiday sagittarius moving. i love that i love it i love it well i have one character that i think more so than the movie itself this particular character embodies sagittarius to a t And that is Maverick in Top Gun because he is rebellion. He's doing what he wants because he believes it's the right thing to do and it's fun and it's exciting and it lights him up. And there are consequences for his action. And yet he still is willing to move through those consequences to continue fighting for what he believes in despite it all. And... Again, I do feel like it is almost a religious undertone, right? He's in this place of service to his community, and yet he is determined to make his own impression while he does it. And I think that is not just Sagittarius move. Now, the other two are complete package movies. The first one is Along the same lines in some way, and I feel bad for that. I don't know that it's that far outside of the box, but Indiana Jones. Ah, yeah. 
I mean, the travel, the adventure, the seeking mystical things that no one else understands that are hidden and doing it all because of his beliefs and what he thinks is right and saving these things despite who else has, well, mostly it's the Nazis, but <laughs> saving that information so that we can return it and make sure it's possible for more people to see it. Anyway, I think that's a great example, but my favorite, the pinnacle, I think, of what I discovered for Sagittarius came back to me while you were talking. And I think it's Velma and Louise. I love love. Because these are two women who have determined that their life and the framework that they have been asked to live in is no longer sustainable, whether it's boredom or fear or just simply understanding that this cannot continue. And so they set out to free themselves from it. And it's the adventure and the things they learn along the way that make their entire life up until that point worth it. Right. They now know what their purpose is. They've had this bonding experience and they realize in the end, like, this is it. We got it. We did it. Even though they drive off the cliff. But I like to think they made it to Mexico. <laughs> That's what I choose to believe in my beliefs. Exactly. That has such like strong, like fire energy. Yeah. Yes. I love it. So I think we balanced pretty well this time. I think, I think so too. Yeah. So since we were on the same page and kind of balanced with those movies, I was thinking we were talking before about how we were kind of like looking at everything we were doing and being like, should I be doing this? What is happening? So why don't we talk a little bit about what we are doing that we're excited about? What are you doing? Sleeping, recovering, all the things. Realistically, so the 29th is Sagittarius class. This is the back roads of astrology deep dive into Sagittarius, all things history, iconography, the understanding, truly the energy and meaning behind not only the sign, but also the ninth house. We dive into planetary placements, all sorts of things. So registration is up on my website, emilyandherstars.com. So we have something really exciting happening over at the Third Eye Library, where we are going to be doing the 12 Spirited Days of Christmas giveaway. So each and every day, starting on December 1st, we're going to have an exciting giveaway located somewhere within the library for you to discover. These are going to be, well, I'll tell you the first day. December 1st is the 2023 Astrology Outlook for the upcoming year. And that is going to be a free PDF downloadable. And we're going to have meditations. We're going to have all sorts of exciting things. I don't want to give it all away. But if you come and join, it's completely free space, and we would love to have you there. That's coming up. The newsletter will also be coming out probably next week, close to Thanksgiving. That will include the downloadable calendar for December with all of the important dates and get you through all of the things that are coming up. Be sure and check your spam folder. I have heard some people saying that it is being delivered there. So if you don't see it, I haven't not sent it. It just gets hidden sometimes. So that's all coming up as well as there will be January openings for astrology readings coming up. Those will post probably mid-December. So exciting. I feel like the 12 days of giveaways is going to be so fun. And like you said, it's free. Like, why would you not join and like go and see what's available? I'm excited for that. 
going into 2023 after the year we've had now, having that PDF downloadable for ahead of time and getting your astrology readings booked now is probably a good idea because I know I'm kind of a little bit frightened for what's to come. Similarly to you, I have an offering for 2023. So I have tarot reading. So we're doing whatever we do for you on a monthly basis, but just for you for the whole year. So while Emily's doing your astrology, I'll be doing a tarot reading for the 12 months. So a card for each month and going over what themes that might include, what to expect. I did my own last year and I still am referring to it and it's been pretty accurate so far. So I'm really excited to do this for others. And then my newsletter will be coming out today when you're listening. So that'll be coming out in the afternoon as always. So there's still a little bit of time in the morning for you to hop on that train if you haven't already. With that, as usual, comes the remote recharge, my healing energy session, which is usually the Thursday after. So this will be December 1st at 7 p.m. Eastern, which is 4 p.m. EST. And this time I'm doing similar to Scorpio season. I'm making it free, but pay what you can as well. It's offered for free, no strings attached, but there is the option to add on if you'd like. And then I also decided that since I'm going to be going back to the regular paid monthly sessions in January, that I would offer a special offer until the end of 2022 that if you sign up for the 12 sessions for 2023, it'll be 111 for the whole year. So that is like half price compared to the 22 a month normally. And I just feel like that's another, maybe that's the Sagittarius giving energy, that Jupiter energy coming in, the Santa Claus energy. But that's something else that I decided to add on as something new that I hadn't done before. So I'm excited for that. So exciting. And honestly, your deals, those are fabulous to get a whole year's worth of those Reiki healings. That's a steal. Thank you. I think we're going to have lots of fun things coming up. And then I can't even believe we're going to be talking about January in our next recording. Uh So, All right. So should we move into tarot pulled for Sagittarius season? I love when you go first because I think it's the more unpredictable esoteric part of our energy. And then I can come in and be like, and by the way, that's really happening. <laughs> exactly. I liked it too. That was a fun mix-up last time. So I feel like that'll be fun to do that again. I decided to do fine cards this time. And so the little mini weeks on either end, I counted those as their own week. And I think it also just gave a more balanced reading. So if you're listening to this on a Tuesday, it's day one of Sagittarius season, November 22nd. So from the 22nd to the 26th, the card that I picked was the King of Swords. So Swords is probably the scariest suit for me. But what I really like about this card is that it has an owl, it has a raven, all these winged creatures. And this really, for me, was making me think of Sagittarius in that, like, higher perspective, speaking, all of those energies. And so I was like, this does make a lot of sense for Sagittarius season. Also having, like, the logic and principles a little bit around it. So the bit of a grounded perspective that comes into it. And part of the meaning of this card in this deck, so I'm using the Light Seer's Tarot, as per usual, One of the things that I really appreciate that come up in this card is talking about like impartial clarity before you take action. So 
This is that like warning for the Sagittarius where we just want to go and do the things we want to do. It's that energy of when you want to do something, like when Rachel wants to go to Ross's wedding and tell him that she loves him, you know, and then Monica's like, fine, if you can find one other person that thinks it's a good idea, then you can do it. It's like that energy where it's like, if you're going to do something and you don't think it's a good idea, maybe give it a second thought. So yes, there's a lot of courage behind this card. There's a lot of power behind it. There's a lot of success that can come from having this higher perspective and blending it with you know, more deep wisdom, but it's also just being honest in your communication and being honest with yourself. And you know what? This ties a lot into the last card of Scorpio season, which I pulled, which was the 11, the justice card. And the themes, if we remember that I had around that, were around finding some resolutions, but also being honest with yourself and being like, okay, if we're going to find something that is fair or just, then we need to be honest so that we're not in this situation again weeks from now and that's kind of another energy that ties into this where it's looking at like compassion the phrase i wrote down here is compassion with boundaries just because there's a logic involved and thinking rationally doesn't mean you can't also be passionate for people in that same breath right like we're not just going to be like this is the way it is which sometimes can be that religion we were talking about so that's kind of like where i came around brown was like don't lose that of your principles. Those are important. Don't let that compassion go too far in the other direction where you lose yourself in it. But just try to have that back and forth to be able to see things from the higher perspective so you don't get too zoomed in and then not be so oversighted that you miss the details either. Yes. Wow. All the things. Okay. So I will forewarn the listeners. I have a four-month-old Boston Terrier puppy on my lap during this recording because she was not willing to be calm in her kennel. So if you hear, you know, random noises. So we're going to start with the energy of the 22nd. And like you were saying, I think when we start off with Sagittarius season, right, we're all collectively really getting focused on like the new horizons and new experiences. And part of that is just getting so excited for the holiday season. It's a restless time of the year where we're sort of craving something new. <laughs> and if you take the time to put down your big projects for a while and really instead focus on something that will allow you to enjoy the season, I think we can speed through it so quickly. And being a fire sign, and I always feel like they go by in double time anyway, the holidays can just feel fast, jam-packed, and busy. But it's the fiery energy of Sagittarius that's asking us to fill every moment possible. We tend to burn the candle at both ends and we try to do it all, which is why it's important to, yes, do the things while we have that energy, but to not overdo it because we're going to kind of slam on the brakes afterwards right away into Capricorn season. So we are speeding up and yes, it's important to do the things, but catch your breath when you get a chance. On November 23rd, Jupiter retrograde ends. <sighs> Our growth and opportunities are going to become more physical instead of so internal. We were talking earlier about how so many of the things coming up in Scorpio season that were problems that were asking us to reflect were external, but most of them were because of internal transformations, right? And so we've spent the last four months sort of revisiting the luck that we've attracted earlier in the year. And now it's time to move forward toward new information, insights, ideas, and possibilities. 
Jupiter in Pisces is really the energy where anything is possible. It has no boundaries, free reigns in this sign. And it's going to be here for just a little while before it heads into Aries. And we have a quick transfer through Aries next year. And then we slide right into Taurus. So it's kind of an unusual Jupiter energy coming up. I would say enjoy this aspect while we have it. Now, there's also a new moon in Sagittarius on the 23rd. So this is a great day to set those big intentions and sort of dream big. It isn't attached to any eclipses. It'll be a lovely, fairly calm new moon. <laughs> On the 24th, we have Mercury and Chiron retrograde, sort of in a comfy position, helping you to bring some healing to your wounds. This is a great day to book a therapy session. For us down here, it's American Thanksgiving. So I predict lots of family issues will surface over the next four days due to the upcoming alignment. Yeah, so the 25th, let's talk about that. That healing energy that we had on Thanksgiving is going to continue with Venus and Chiron. While Mercury moves into sort of a bit of a strained angle with the North Node, this is the energy where we realize we need to adjust our own individual mindsets in order to set up the best versions of ourselves. We have to make flexible adjustments. Now, on November 26th, Venus slides into a strained angle with the North Node, and it follows right behind Mercury from the day before. So it's not always good to step away from habits that have kept us safe, but truly what is holding us back. This is really an opportunity for us to look at things that maybe we haven't been willing to adjust with. Especially, I think this is going to be a lot of family dynamics coming up. So hang in there. It's going to be a tricky few days for sure. Avoid the difficult conflict conversations at the dinner table and maybe just talk about your favorite movies. It's always a good choice, I think. I think these two weeks are linked, kind of how that's happened in the past, where I'm like, this actually feels like just one energy over two weeks. And I have the Queen of Swords. So not only did we get the King of Swords, we got the Queen of Swords. I told Emily, I almost put these cards back because I was like, there's no way. But then when I sat with it, I was like, no, this is just, I, I don't want to look at it, but nothing's happening. And what I really appreciate about this is I actually have had an energy around the Queen of Swords for the last couple of months because I talked about this, I don't know when. At some point in my podcast, I talked about this, but I talked about how the Queen of Swords kind of gets a bad rep for being like cold and very like, harsh and like to the point but there's a protective energy around that that's protecting ourselves and so that is like something that we have to keep in mind going into these times where we're around our family or we're around the people that can trigger us the most and we have to keep in mind that it's okay to set those boundaries and one of the ideas that came through it was actually through a part podcast called art witch she does like a monthly tarot reading as well and sh the way she described the queen of swords was she was saying it's like basically compassionate to have these boundaries, but that like boundaries are actually like kindness because you're telling someone how they can continue a relationship with you. You're not cutting them off by setting a boundary. You're saying if you didn't care about them, you would let them keep doing the stuff and you cut them off completely. You wouldn't tell them. You wouldn't take the time and the consideration to have that conversation and to set that boundary. So I think going into the holidays, this is actually a very helpful energy because if we're looking at this, I didn't say it before, but like this is for the 27th until December 3rd. This is like going into December now, leading into that first week of December when the holiday parties start popping up, the get togethers. 
this is like a practice week. It feels like let's get a handle on this before it's like the full on holiday energy. Because obviously in the States, it is Thanksgiving, which is a big family time. But like, I feel like the later we get into December, there's lots of different cultural holidays and things. And I think that is when the bulk of the family is for sure together. With this, it's also something that came up around gossip and drama, like not moving through the gossip like we normally do, like when the family gets together, maybe not talking about the one person that's not there or not making up your own theories of like why people are the way they are, even though we try to do that. But I think knowing yourself deeply is part of this. Like we've done so much work like you were saying, like we were very inward and Scorpio, even Libra season, I thought was actually more internal than usual. So I think like taking that new knowledge of yourself and knowing like you have the intellect, you have all of that from like the swords, but it's having the confidence to know yourself and to know that you deserve to have those boundaries and to know who is worth having boundaries with. And who you need to just be like, they're not in my day-to-day life. I don't need to force myself to have that difficult conversation. Like that, I think, was dealing with the energy you were saying around, like, maybe don't start. And I think, too, having thought through some of those situations that may come up and having that boundary kind of in your back pocket, like the sword, ready to bring it out as soon as you need it. Absolutely. And I think that's the energy around it. It's like knowing yourself really well knowing what your main triggers are with people that you're going to be seeing and then being okay with saying, listen, I would like to continue this relationship with you in order for that to happen. I need to set this boundary. And then knowing which people are not going to listen. Like, you know, there's some people that are just not going to accept it and just accept that like maybe you have to say like from now on, I'm not going to someone's house because even though it's a longstanding tradition, it does not serve. And I'm just not going. And like, those kinds of decisions, I think, because you're going to get the invite. Like this, what just came to me now is like, it's not that you're going to necessarily be physically in the presence of people at this time. You're going to get the invites coming in. People saying, are you going to come to my party? Are you going to come to this thing? And this is where the boundaries are being set, where you're like, no, I'm not coming. Like that's the hard thing to say to like a holiday party or a holiday gathering or a dinner, whatever it might be. Like you need to be able to say no so that you're not in the situation. If you know it's just going to be chaotic and you hate it every time you go, then you just don't go. Yes, all those things for sure. You know, the thing about the North Node, too, I wanted to say, and Chiron, there are these points that come up repeatedly, and I think they've been particularly highlighted this year and in this last, you know, 60 days. But it's asking us to evolve ourselves, to really push the boundaries of what, yes, it's comfortable, but is it for our highest good? And yes, it's a pain point, but can we evolve past it? Can we learn to integrate it? And so I just think it's important to really pay attention to what's coming up for you individually during this time. So let's start with November 27th, right? Mercury in this day is really strained with Uranus in retrograde. So after all of this family-filled shopping extravaganza overindulgent last few days, this guy is really asking you to remain flexible. Sure, you might have to go to work on Monday, but maybe driving Aunt Sally home and talking to her about her childhood will actually be better for your soul in the long run. This is exactly what that energy is. Yes, we have responsibilities, but we still need to remain flexible. 
November 28th, following the same energy, Venus is going to come along and now it's going to be strained with Uranus in retrograde. And the problem with this is that we have Mars and Saturn who are comfortable with each other and wanting us to get busy with work and get down to finishing up our responsibilities. But Venus and Uranus are like, but what are my responsibilities? What do I want to do? So this is a really internal push-pull day. I would just mark Monday the 28th as, yes, you can show up to work with vast amounts of coffee, but don't expect to get your presentation done. On November the 29th, we have a little bit of, again, mixed energy. So Mars is going to continue to be in a comfortable angle with Saturn, asking you to stay busy and focused. And you may find yourself sort of snapping at people when they question why you haven't called, why you aren't working hard enough, why isn't this done? If you do work hard on a project, make sure it's not based on writing or communicating because this Mars and retrograde energy, again, it can add to mix-ups. It can slow us down. It can make things unclear. So just be careful with that. On November 30th, this is the last day of November, and we have a packed sky. Mercury and Saturn are finally going to be helping you to communicate a little more clearly again. Venus is in tension with Mars, leading you to struggle with what you want versus what you need. And the first quarter moon in Pisces has your head a bit in the clouds. So again, all of these days are really asking you to be prepared with what you're going to need individually on a soul care level and then be ready to defend it. Because if you don't, that's where some of the conflict is really going to come up. On December 1st, we're going to still be a little emotional from the 30th. And Mercury and Neptune are going to come in today and ask you to think big and outside of the box to start looking towards manifesting with what's going to be coming in later with Sagittarius. Sure, we can manifest with the cycles of the moon, but this is actually an auspicious time to reflect and set some big goals. Venus and Saturn are also going to be providing opportunities to make your work feel good. So whereas the energy earlier in the week was really bringing those struggles to the front, you are going to be feeling a little bit of an emotional hangover, but you're going to have the ability to make progress or to see the progress that you need to make in order to make those changes. The second is pretty calm. And December 3rd is again another mix day of energy. The exciting thing is that Neptune retrograde ends. And for the last five and a half months, we've collectively slowed down to reconsider what our ideal dream future kind of looks like. And so now it's going to become easier to envision the reality that you actually want to create. We can start to make physical progress on these things. The trouble spot in the day comes with Venus, who is going to be in a little bit of conflict of Neptune. So this is where I don't want you to settle for instant gratification and miss the bigger picture. The sun will also be in a comfortable angle with Chiron in retrograde today, which gives you the opportunity for self-care and healing. This is the very first weekend of December. Christmas parties are going to be coming out like crazy. And yet, really, the energy is saying, just take care of yourself. It's been a lot. So hang in there. Maybe say no this weekend. We're going to have more opportunities. 
If you, I like really won't like landed on that last point of like maybe this is about like saying no to the invitations at this point. So yeah, I honestly feel like everything you just said, I'm like, mm-hmm, I could totally see that. Like, I think that's where as much as I almost threw these cards back in the deck, I think that mindset and like really, like you said, focusing on what you need and then making decisions based on that. We really need to have some boundaries. So I appreciate that that kind of lined up. And then for week three, which is the fourth to the 10th, I have the six of pentacles. So this is feeling a lot like the last couple of weeks where there's been this consistent pentacles energy, this consistent earth energy that we are aligning our finances. There is progression happening here where all of this that we're learning about ourselves, all of these shifts that we're making is to benefit us. It's not for nothing. It's not because the universe is just torturing us for no reason. There's this Jupiter energy now kind of flowing at this point where it's like, okay, now you're going to start to see the give and take. And so the six of pentacles is giving and receiving. It's this balance of like reciprocity. And I think this really ties into that feeling of giving to the community and receiving gifts. All of this energy is now finally showing up in the month. But what I really appreciate about this one is that thinking of a six, this year is a six year, two, 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 make six. And that's why my word for the year was harmony and balance. But now it's like I'm finally saying, okay, well, for me personally, even though my overall goal was to have more time, for me, I need to define what time I am working, not what time I'm not working. And so it's finding this balance so that in the giving and receiving, you're not giving too much of yourself. But you're also not taking too much from others. Maybe it's okay if sometimes you are the one who gives a little bit more. Someone needs it. But it's also okay to ask for a little bit more back. These compromises and boundaries, it's a very kind and compassionate thing. Like I said, it's it's a way of being able to make sure that these relationships feel good for both. Because I think we've all been in both situations. Either you're the person who's always giving and you're just like, I'm done. Or you feel a little bit like the person won't take anything from you. If you try to offer things to someone and they keep being like, I don't need it. No, thank you. And you're like, keep it like, now I feel awkward about taking, right? So it's like keeping in mind that like, for me, the reason I think this is showing up so clearly for me is that for me, receiving is really difficult. I'll give and give and give. But then when it comes for someone to give back to me, I'm like, it's okay. No, you keep it for yourself. Like, don't worry about me. There's an opportunity for people to give you gifts and they want to feel as good as you do when you give. And so the universe is the same thing. Think of it as your relationship with Jupiter. Jupiter wants to give to you. So you have to open up those channels. And that's where like having clear boundaries for yourself. Maybe this is around shopping. Like maybe for some people, it's like keeping in mind that you need to have a budget because you need to be able to have your responsibilities met and be able to give gifts and be able to have a little fun. So This could be why it's coming up early in the month for us is this reminder that like giving and receiving means that like, yes, money's going to flow out, but make sure there's some coming back in. Like it's a lot of balance. There's a really nice piece in the card for this where it talks about like teaching and learning. Like what can you share? And that's a very Sagittarius energy for me as well. Wanting to share knowledge and wanting to share experiences if you've been traveling throughout the year like maybe people do want to hear about what you learned about other cultures and maybe if we had more of these conversations the world would be a better place if we started to understand people instead of seeing them as different and so i think those are the kinds of energies where 
it's okay to give more of if you're at the dinner table and you're at the party and you feel like instead of looking at allowing the conversation to go off the rocker in a way that's going to be negative, maybe lead with what you do want to hear more of and that will feed more of it. And then, of course, just like if you have any scarcity or lack tendencies, really looking at those and finding ways to see like that you do have a lot, even if it's the small things like the cup of hot chocolate. And I think looking for those moments throughout the holidays, Emily was saying, like sometimes we let it all get away from us. Like it just flies by and we don't actually enjoy it. Like maybe you don't have to be the person that makes all of the side dishes. Maybe you can actually let someone bring something to your potluck. Maybe you can actually let someone else come over. The people who offer all the time, like, I'm coming over. What do you need? Maybe actually have a list of things that you, if somebody asks, you could say, yeah, bring this. Love it. Love it. Love it. Okay. December 5th. This is continuing on the Rocky Boat energy. And so today the sun is going to be in a strained angle with the North Node. And what this does is it calls for us to look at ourselves from a higher perspective. Are you focusing on something that will create the future you want? What would your higher self want you to work on? The catch is that Mercury today is going to be in conflict with Jupiter, meaning it's an easy day to get distracted, right? Jupiter's expansion, Mercury is our mindset, and it's going to be a little all over the place. So just be sure to rein it in. Yes, look at what dreams you're reaching for. Look at how you can create the future that you want, but don't get distracted. December 6th, and I really think this is the energy you were picking up on, Andrea, Mercury slides into Capricorn today. And over the next few weeks, we're going to collectively feel ourselves becoming more focused and goal-driven. Be careful not to overextend yourself. Capricorn will go to the ends of the earth to fulfill a task. Are you sure you want to go along for that ride? And we talk a lot about Mercury being communication. And some people think, well, it's just how I talk. But it's also our mindset. It's what motivates us. This is so much more about our day-to-day lives, right? Mercury is one of the faster moving planets. We're fickle in what we like, what we ingest communication and information-wise, what movies we're watching, what podcasts we're listening to, all of those things come into play. But it's also how we're sharing our needs. And so it's really important, like you said, to come from a place of, I can't prepare all the side dishes, but here's a list of what I'd love for you to do. I think that's spot on for that energy. Now on December 7th, I want to kind of highlight the fact that it's been a month at this point since we were facing the eclipse. And so today on the 7th, we're going to have a full moon in Gemini without any fancy energy. Just kidding. The sun is in opposition today with Mars in retrograde, leading to one of the more tense days for the entire month. So in some ways, it's good we're getting it over with early. Be careful not to react too quickly. Take time to assess where you're putting your energy. And if it's just a bad day, not a bad life, I think that's so important to remember. What's going to happen when the sun is in opposition with Mars? Mars is in retrograde right now in Gemini. So our communication and our actions are already feeling frustrated and slowed down for reasons we can't control. And the sun is our self-expression. It's our identity. And so we're having a hard time expressing our needs, expressing what we even need in the moment. And 
add into that a full moon in Gemini, which is really amplifying this need to communicate. And there's going to be room for misunderstandings. Another thing that's really important on these particular full moons sometimes is to pay extra attention to kids and animals. Um, They can get a little out of hand, a little carried away, wander away, all the things. So hang in there on the 7th. The 8th will be recovering, no super new energy that day. And on the 9th, we've got Venus chasing down Mercury and it's going to slide into Capricorn. So again, for the next few weeks, we're going to collectively feel drawn to making progress and our goals as our values are going to become highlighted by the supercharged workforce of Capricorn. This is a great time to launch programs or courses that help your audience reach a new goal. Careful not to overdo things, though, because Jupiter is going to have this influence again of overindulgence. Oh, yeah. I could see where that ties in for sure. I think that like, I think you're right. That Capricorn energy is like definitely what I was picking up on. The overdoing that I can do it all myself. The like, I don't need any help from anyone. And then not looking at budgets, right? Venus and money and yeah, yeah, it's fine. I can just, it'll be fine. (laughs) The next paycheck will cover it. I'll figure it out later. That's my motto. So I I think that definitely ties in. And then this card next, is like the reason I almost threw. finally was like, I'm throwing them all back in because this card comes up for me when I usually in Scorpio season doing some deep healing, but the six of swords. So it's another six card. It's a very positive energy in general. Like I think six is bringing us back to balance. That's what I'm feeling. It's like it's, we're coming into the end of the year. So two sixes in a row, two weeks in a row. It's always back and forth between this like swords and pentacles. That's kind of our journey for this month and so we're going between our mindset and our material life and i think that is exactly what you've been talking about so far there's a lot of mercury energy happening and there's a lot of shifts around our values holidays these are things we're coming up at you so this is by the way for the 11th to the 17th what's coming up around this is like patterns coming up to be healed where like where are you holding yourself back like why aren't you letting yourself trust because that's one of the values of Sagittarius is this like moving forward with optimism. The image is a woman in a boat and there's these birds trying to pull her forward, but she's like looking off to the side. She's not trusting that they're leading her in the right direction. And so this is, I think, coming back a little bit back to where we were at in Scorpio season. Whatever was coming up for you at that time this is like the last little test of that. And I think the holidays are going to trigger a lot of that. Like maybe it's fresh, right? We're not solid in it like going back to that energy of the feet of swords i was saying like it's important to know yourself really well so that when you're triggered you know what boundaries you need but this could be a little test of like maybe your feelings get hurt maybe you're in an old pattern maybe you're disappointed with yourself for not you know maybe fully hearing it but you just have to trust that you did all this work for a reason that you're being led to move through this pattern. So yes, it might be coming up again, but maybe it's because you're so close to healing it that it just needed to come up again so you can move through it. The fact that it's a boat on water in the image makes me feel like it's it's a journey, right? Like you're traveling, you're on your way, you're out there. There's no going back at this point, so you might as well move forward. And so the other energy that I really love that the way this card is described is being open to receiving unexpected help. And so this goes back to, I think, tying into the week before where maybe we need to be open to the fact that we can't do it all. But this is like, 
don't be stubborn. If someone is trying to help you and and maybe it's a Jupiter energy too, or maybe something's just going to come to you unexpectedly to help you. So that's where the trust comes in, where you start to keep moving forward and then you might stumble into some sort of like situation that helps you finally overcome whatever the fear is, whether it's like dynamics with family, whether it's just your own spending habits, like whatever it is that's coming up at this time, it might just be some lack and scarcity going back to some of the other patterns we are seeing. But it's just trusting that you're supported by the universe and then cutting the cords to whatever is holding you from moving forward. Like if you put an anchor in the water and something's trying to pull you forward and you're like, no, I need this anchor. It's fine. Maybe it's time to finally pull out of the water and just let yourself move forward. Like finally just give up on whatever it is that you know is not going to work out so that you can have more hope going forward. And trust that like on the other side, when you get to land again, you're going to be in a better place. I think that imagery is so important because Jupiter in Pisces needs an anchor. Otherwise, there literally there's no boundaries. Anything can come in. And if you are manifesting or if you're asking for things to come in and you're not clear about it, it can kind of go a little haywire. So I think that's spot on. Let's go ahead and start with the 12th. The 11th is pretty calm. The 12th is actually a bit of a positive day. I've got a star on this one. The sun is in harmony with Saturn today, meaning that the positive time to make progress on our plans as our minds will be focused on finding solutions. Make sure you don't put more on your to-do list than you can handle. Because again, we've come out of this rocky time where we may be feeling behind on our to-do list. And this day is going to feel great. And you're going to think you can accomplish 10 times more than you need to. So just be realistic. Give yourself a break. December 13th is pretty calm. The 14th, again, is a little bit of wacky energy, but more so in the way that this day comes along and it kind of kicks us in the pants to get going on something. The sun is in conflict with Neptune and Mercury is conflict in Chiron. Okay, so without having difficult conversations, you won't be able to take aligned action toward your dreams. Get clear on what is holding you back and be prepared to meet your ideal outcome. And this is the important part. Could you welcome it? If it's your ideal outcome, could you truly embrace it with open arms? So pay attention to what comes up to you around the middle of the month, especially because we are going to be thinking about the new year. We're going to be thinking about those goals and our businesses and what direction we're going. December 15th, we've got Mercury is the main player in the sky today. It's going to ask us to reevaluate our plans and to connect to our higher selves in order to find support. When we tell others about our dreams, they suddenly feel more real, which is why so many of us don't share them. Today is all about having those conversations and allowing for divine downloads. When we speak our truth, when we speak our dreams, they can become reality. That is the essence of abracadabra. What I speak becomes. And this is going to be a beautiful part of the month where you can truly start thinking about these. We're going to have some favorable energy coming in. I know it sounded a little heavy and like a lot, but if you don't know where you're steering your ship, if you're not clear, if you haven't really come through these last few months with a clearer picture of what matters to you at the deepest essence, 
then this could be troubling energy because again, it's that unanchored ship. I don't know where I'm going. But if you've done some of that work, if you can revisit your notes and go back to, no, these are the few essences, these pure pieces of what I truly want, then this energy is going to assist you. Now, the 16th again is calm. The 17th, Mercury is going to be at it again, but this time it's in a comfortable angle with Uranus and retrograde. You might find a bit of an electric buzz in your head today because your brain is inviting you to shake things up. That's what Uranus wants to do. It wants you to be rebellious, to do things in a different way, but right, it's in retrograde. So this is on our internal surface, our internal platform. This is a positive day for making changes and decisions that will liberate you from a worn out situation. That feel very aligned. Like you're the shit metaphor definitely works for both situations. And I think that is definitely leading into this. So for the last few days, usually I lump it in with the week before. And I kind of could have. It's a similar energy. This one is a two of pentacles for the 18th to the 21st. And pentacles always, as a sign, feels better than swords. So even though it's a similar message, it just feels better to me. It's still juggling two things. And I think because now this is right before Christmas, there's a lot of holidays happening. There's a lot Hanukkah's of- coming up. Exactly. Right, it's real close Hanukkah. to Christmas this year. There's a lot in that. Like that is like peak holiday time for a lot of different cultures. So no matter what you're celebrating, you're probably going to be busy in these few days, either preparing or actually seeing people. And I think this is going back to that, like, do you need to make it yourself or can you just go buy it? Finding the way to make it so that you actually get to enjoy the holidays. And what I actually noted here was like, what are your favorite traditions? And what are your favorite parts of the holidays? Make sure that's your priority. And it's the energy of just because you can doesn't mean you should. So that is something I am always struggling with because I always feel like I can do all the things. But it's just leaning on other people, allowing yourself to be integrated. It gives me the image of like the people who are in the kitchen just cooking the whole day when everyone else is partying. It's like maybe see what you can do so that you're not separated and you're not you know, away from the fun the whole time. And yeah, like we've said this whole time, there are responsibilities, there's things you have to do. Try to make it so that it's the easiest version of that for yourself because it's definitely a balancing act. And it's never going to be perfect. There's always going to be something that feels a little bit out of whack, but the more you can do to actually reset and like look at it from more of an objective perspective instead of how you feel in the moments. If you feel frantic, everything's going to feel like level one priority, right? Like everything's going to feel like an emergency. But if you actually look at it and it's like worst case scenario, what if I didn't do this? What if I have two orders, right? For the last few days of Sagittarius going into Capricorn, I think this is a very good message because then we're going into Capricorn where we're going to be like, I can do it all and I will. So Maybe just listen to this before you let the Capricorn energy sneak in. This is, I love when our card, your cards match so much. This is just, makes my heart so happy. December 18th, Mars retrograde and Chiron retrograde are going to be in lovely harmony, creating strong opportunity for healing wounds. This again could be a powerful day for healing sessions. And what's important is that both of these in retrograde, this is our wounds and this is our action. And they're looking at 
working together from a harmonious place on our own internal surface. On December the 19th, this is a busy day in the sky. It's going to be bringing in lots of loving and additional healing energies. Venus is going to be the big player with the North Node. Mars retrograde and Chiron retrograde are still in there, right, creating these opportunities to heal our wounds. And Venus is the love and the nurturing that comes along to help that, wants to smooth things over, bring peace and harmony. Put all that together and what you get is a big hug from the cosmos saying that you can't get to everything you wanted to during the holidays and it's okay. Reset your expectations. Ask yourself if you're trying to people please. And remember that you are human. You can't do it all and make it perfect and pretty. Focus on what absolutely must be done and then give yourself a break. You've earned it. And this in particular, I think, is even like this is just the icing on the cake, Andrea. Starting on December 20th and lasting through May 15th of 2023, Jupiter, right? Our guardian, that benevolent protector, Slides into the fiery sign of Aries. So here we've been in Pisces for just a short little amount of time where the sky's the limit, there's no boundaries. And all of a sudden, we're going to be in this powerful time that's going to be asking us to assert our independence, pursue our true passions. We're going to find permission to take control of our own happiness. And what I want you to think about is that the last time we had this transit, the last time it started was January of 2011. So it's good to really reflect on the themes of your life that could be resurfacing during this time. This is an auspicious time for us to make progress. Now, what's interesting about this transit is that it isn't lasting very long. This is a very short Jupiter transit. And then we're going to have an extended period in Taurus because we're going to have a retrograde there that will draw it out. But Jupiter is just going to fly through Aries in very Aries fire-like fashion. So You've got five months to make some progress with it all, enjoy it, and really sink into it. Like we've done this work and I truly feel there are going to be some rewards coming. We're going to have some other energies in January that will just tamper back the extreme that can come sometimes in Capricorn. We're going to have Mars retrograde ending. There'll be a Mercury retrograde. And those do tend to slow us down, but not in a way like those outer planets where it almost feels like we're beating our head against the wall and we can't get anywhere. They're really just asking us to reevaluate before we take those big jumps. So all of this to say, I think it's going to be a beautiful holiday season. We're, of course, going to cover Capricorn before the holidays. But just keep in mind that this can be a little bit of a challenging December. It's really about being clear on what you want, how you can stand up for yourself, what you need, what you value, what you desire. Just make it special for yourself. Even if there's a million things you're being called to do, that Pisces energy has got us going everywhere. If you can ground into what is the most important thing for you, give yourself a break <laughs> and enjoy it because it's over in a nanosecond. These fire seasons fly by in a heartbeat. They sure do. And I love that reminder to make it special for yourself because a lot of people put so much energy into making sure things are perfect for everyone who's coming to visit them or their family. And then their favorite part is just a snap. They don't even get to enjoy it. So definitely prioritize yourself and see how that like impacts other people. I think other people seeing you 
prioritize yourself, kind of does give permission to them to do the same. And it makes them maybe question how they could have been supporting you more or maybe how they can support you more so that you can enjoy yourself more often. Like how many times do you think back to like your mom did all the cooking and stuff? The one day you see her wear her pajamas all day, you feel better about it, right? You just feel like good for you, like finally sitting and relaxing. So think about the people, maybe if you aren't the person who does that, think about the people who do that in your life and try to see if you can do something to take something off their plate too. I love that. Pajamas all day for moms everywhere. I think that should be a rule. I think it should be a rule from now on, especially like Boxing Day for sure. That should be a day when you eat leftovers or you don't eat. That should be the rule. (laughs) Well, I think like we talked about, we're coming into Sagittarius season with a little bit of an emotional hangover from Scorpio. Sagittarius is really asking us to get clear on what we want, do the inner work. It's going to be frustrating. There's going to be days that are going to be challenging, but go easy on yourself. It doesn't last forever. Enjoy the season. Enjoy this life. That's so much of what Sagittarius is about. Enjoying this incarnation, this moment. And I really encourage so many of you to do that with upcoming magical season and solstice and all the good things happening. Yeah, 100% agree on that. It's the time to just enjoy everything. Just enjoy, period. I hope you enjoyed today's episode of Things That Make You Go Woo. You can help me out by leaving a positive rating and a review wherever you downloaded this episode. Be sure and follow me on Instagram and Facebook at Emily and Her Stars. You can also reach out via email anytime, emilyandherstars at gmail.com. Thank you so much for listening, and I'll see you next time on Things That Make You Go Woo.